You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Well, great work, Sarah. Oh my God, you I know, didn't know. I didn't know. You know, it was only a surprise that someone had purchased and was waiting for... Probably a couple of months, I guess, to give I, this to them. and then You never know who's following you on Instagram. Go ahead and just spoil it on the internet. Oh, wow. I hit you it know, on Facebook. It was I didn't a well realize. thought out thing, and th- the person may not even know that it's already spoiled. Oh now God. it's just awkward. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, oh good job. It. Stop it. Good I job. feel bad enough. <laughs> this is bad. This is really bad. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extillan. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network. You can subscribe at funemploymentradio.com slash subscribe, and then available all over the internet's Wherever podcasts can wait, Did you hear I messed I it up. Even, I messed it up. I, I know. wasn't even interrupting. I tried you this to add time. in something else to the beginning of it, and then I just completely messed up you my can't intro. Throw yourself off with your own intro. Yeah, I like to jazz it up every right, now and then. You should but think I, about it before you start saying it. All right. Well, we're available online as well. Uh, <laughs> thank you for tuning in. It is fantastic that you guys are, are listening right now. So we've got a we've got a bunch of stuff we're going to get to today on the show. Uh, do want to remind everybody if you're going to be doing any shopping online now or over the weekend. Don't forget to go to funemploymentradio.com slash shop. Oh my gosh. Shop, because we've got a bunch of different links there where really it just takes one click. So whether you're going to be shopping on Amazon or any one of the other number of uh, amazing partners we have on there, Expedia, Absolutely. you know, you're going to do a little traveling, go to funemploymentradio.com first. Click and let on me that tell link. you, and if you're going to be in Portland this weekend, of course, our good friends at Big Ass Sandwiches are having their grand opening, which is happening tomorrow. Uh, which Greg and I are totally going to stop by at Carts on Foster, which is at 52nd and Southeast Foster. Uh, Big Ass Sandwiches, it's their new location. They'll be open tomorrow. Um, we are so excited for them. So uh, stop by, buy a sandwich, say hello to them, check out the new digs. It's an amazing place. Yes. No, that that is very good. I was going to say one other thing, though, about uh, shopping online at funemploymentradio.com slash shop. Uh, shout out to Lewis, who booked his travel to Belize through our website. God bless you, Lewis. Yes, thank you very much. He sent a picture this morning of himself lounging in this amazing, magical, tropical wonderland, and I'm extremely jealous. You totally don't want to be there. No, that sounds... It's just, it's just too nice. It sounds awful. It's no, too nice. No, I get sunburned. Just be, just be terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I will say, Lewis, if you're listening right now, and I know he said he was listening to the show while he was down there, uh, Belize is known, like in that water, you've got to be really careful because they have these little spiny fish that will uh, crawl up into places. So just, I don't want to ruin your time. Is that where that happened? No, I'm going to say so. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's so not. So you might want to be careful there. Not to Ru- That's a really nice way to thank Lewis for supporting. You know, us, not Greg. to rain on your parade. Tell him things are going to climb into his dong. Well, you know, I'm just giving a spoiler, just like you. So Sarah has. Um, let's just say this, okay? So we all know that Sarah has a side job. I do. Where she paints portraits of dogs. And I am, that- and not just dogs anymore, Greg. I'm going to say this is my breaking announcement. I am not just a dog portrait painter. Okay. I am now a painter of animals. Oh, I am an animal portrait painter. Okay, so you're expanding beyond dogs. Let me tell you this: I have some, I have some other creatures in the pipeline. I'm just getting ready to start painting a cat. Uh huh. Um, a couple other ones, which I know our listeners who um, it, it's going to be a surprise, so I'm not going to say what the other. Animals oh, well, are. so you're not going to ruin another one? 
God damn it. I know. I didn't mean to. I did not mean to. So SarahXDillon.com is where you can see her her portraits and you can order one from Sarah. She's very good at them. Uh, so good that people purchase them from her as surprises to other people where they will buy it and be and you know and then surprise someone down the road with a with an awesome portrait of their dog or now I guess any kind of animal. And someone did that, uh, ordered one from Sarah. And it was supposed to apparently be a nice surprise in May. God it is March it. right now while we're doing it. this show. Sarah, though, decided to go ahead and post this portrait on her Instagram page. I didn't know that the person was following me on Instagram. I don't know. And lo and behold, the person that the, it was supposed to be a surprise for commented on the picture. Now, Sarah, what did what did she write on there? Maybe well, they, you can pull they that up. listed the name of the... Of the dog. Well, because it's very easy to identify a picture of your own dog when you do see it, especially in painting form. And uh, Somebody actually wrote on the comment, <laughs> oh, God, they wrote, that's my dog. Thank you, Sarah, <laughs> for your talent. <laughs> Shit. And so, oh, God, so the, the, the woman who bought this revert present, like, I had posted it on Facebook. I didn't, I hid it on Facebook so that it could only be seen by friends. I totally didn't think about the fact that... Anyone can follow you on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that the particular person who this painting was for was following me on Instagram, and now I feel just terrible because I know that the person who purchased the painting was going to go down in, in May uh-huh. to uh, bring them said painting. Right, bring a nice surprise that they'd probably oh been thinking about for a long God. time. They invested in this, wanted to be, you know, bring this person just a wonderful present. And lo and behold, uh, two months uh, ahead of time, spoilers, you know what you're getting for whatever your present was for. Oh, man. So, good job. Do you want to go go do do a tour of some, like, um, I don't know, some daycare centers? But now I don't know about- what to do. Like, do I take it down? Do I apologize to the person who bought it? Should we go tour some daycare centers and tell them about Santa Claus now? Because <laughs> that seems to be kind of your role. You want to tell everybody how Sixth Sense ends? Or, well, I guess everybody knows that one already. That. I don't know. But, uh, what else can you spoil for us I today, I feel Sarah? really bad. I did not know. It's been, you know, because I've had that posted up there for a couple weeks. And I don't know if... Like maybe the person who bought it, which is what I'm really, really, really hoping, is that maybe she decided to just uh, show her the picture. You know that's not what it is. Yes, it is. You know that's not I what I know happened. it's not. Oh, God. Nope. You just kind of ruined a present. I mean, wow. Way to start off a Friday. I mean, I can't imagine. Wait till the email comes through of the person that uh, actually bought this from oh, you. Oh, my gosh. Thanks, and, Sarah. And the woman who, who bought it for me, she was so nice. We ended up... Um, Having coffee for a long time yesterday, and uh, and she was just the nicest. Like, oh god, she's a, a so a very nice person. I am so sorry. And then you just you just did this, like you had a nice conversation, then you just went home and went, bam, that's what I think of you, and posted the posted the painting on there. But I was so proud of it. It yeah. was like a really, I'm, yeah. it's a very good painting. Yeah, well, it was a very good present. Well, it was. I didn't quite realize it's that, still a good present, but the surprise. I didn't quite realize how big of a surprise it was <laughs> oh god i know so now i don't know what to do like do i do i talk to the person because i don't know if this um the woman who purchased it i don't know if she's on instagram i don't think that she is oh Should so I... it's a double thing so the surprise is ruined but the person who purchased it might not know the surprise is ruined you're in a whole kind of conundrum right what do here i now. do do i tell her like hey you're... bad news i think that like because i was so oh, excited on is... how the painting turned out i totally messed up and had posted it and it turns out the person you bought it for follows me on Instagram. Oh, this is awkward. Oh, this poor woman. This poor woman. I mean, she really, she was trying to do something very nice, and you've just 
I mean, she did do something very nice. That's that's not the key key thing, but she had a whole plan, and now it's just well, I it's just tanked. The plan. Yeah, you kind of ruined it. Happy like, birthday! I'm the one or that shows up at the same time as the person who the surprise party is happening mm-hmm. for. And it's like, oh, I'm here for your party. Why don't we go in together? Yeah, that would be oh, that would God. be it. You know, anybody that's uh, getting ready to propose to someone, maybe you can give the other one a heads up. Be like, oh, I bet you're going to have a big night tonight. No, I've known people like when I've had friends who are getting proposed to, I avoid them at all costs. When I knew that my sister's husband was going to propose to her, she thought I was mad at her because I wouldn't talk to her for a week mm-hmm. because I was so afraid I was going to give it away. Yeah. I couldn't speak to her. I'm like, all right, I'm just not going to – I just can't talk to you. Oh. Same with our friend uh, Sarah now Turner. When mm-hmm. when her husband was going to propose to her, like I – like she's like, want to hang out? I'm like, no, can't. Sorry, busy. I'm like, can't do it. I just, I can't do it. I uh-huh. can't do it. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, I didn't let's just be careful about, about what else you post on there. God, this is gonna be bad. You know anybody who's? Uh, and I have like the most wholesome Instagram too. Like any... yesterday, I took a picture of a toy dinosaur I found like uh, in Southeast Portland that somebody put in their garden. Maybe, maybe you have some friends who are who are pregnant and haven't announced it online or something like that. And you I could go on their page say... and just say, congratulations! I'm so excited for your. New little one. No You know, before they announce way. it themselves. I never. No, no, no. I have friends that are pregnant, and even if they're like nine months in showing and they haven't said anything, I will not say a goddamn thing. Yeah. Never. Mm, see, and that's almost suspicious in its own right. So if Sarah hasn't been talking to you lately, maybe she knows something about you. Maybe I know that you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's unnerving. Surprise. Now, now I remember when uh, uh, my buddy Gavin had a surprise birthday party. Of, this was a few years ago, actually several years ago. But he, he wanted to... Um, he like his his lady at the time had planned out this entire thing and it was his birthday and i was around it was like a friday night and he kept like writing me all day like wanting to hang out because you know it's his birthday want to go out and i just kept like pushing him off I'm like ah yeah i'll see what i'll see what's going on later yeah maybe maybe we'll meet up and then i was like ah no you know what i think i'm just gonna head out of town tonight and just kept writing all these like basically being a being a jerk to him, and I was kind of doing it on purpose because I was like, ah, he's going to be really mad at me." But well, then, but then he'll love, be okay. You, you relish being a jerk. Yeah, well, I was, I was you being like a jerk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then I showed up, and then he's like, "I thought you were kind of an asshole earlier today." <laughs> yeah, well, I was being an asshole. Oh, but, Greg, that's such a touching. But story. see, you I didn't ruin the it. surprise. That was the key. I, I made the surprise better. You take it way down, and then you bring it way back up. Just like I operate everything in life. Well, maybe the way down is the fact that the surprise is ruined, but the way back up is when. She sees it in real life when it comes to her. No, I'm... The, the, she doesn't have it yet, and it's a very nice painting. Well, yes, I'm not saying it, the painting is very nice, but oh the God. whole key here was the surprise, and that's kind of what's been what's been ruined. So if you are going to order a painting from Sarah X. Dillon, please specify and ask her to not post these things publicly when she gets done with it and, uh, and you know, not ruin, ruin the surprise, maybe. I'm I feel so you. terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Yes, you did. You maybe might I can, have. Maybe I'll um, uh, meet up with the woman. I won't say her name just in case. For some reason, the surprise is ruined. Whatever. But I mean, maybe I'll I'll make like a nice like handwritten card too, and like you know, and say like happy birthday to the person it's for, and hope they enjoy the present. And sorry if I ruin the surprise. <sighs> maybe like an apology, happy birthday note. I do. Uh, I think you may want to just kind of step back for a second. St- will you stop it? Stop trying to make me feel terrible. It's not like I did it on purpose. <laughs> Well, I know you didn't do it on purpose, but the damage is already done. So we'll just have to—you'll just have to live with that, I guess. No, I don't know what you do now. I think I would say write to the person who originally. I don't know what the protocol would be here once you ruin somebody's surprise. Maybe you need to write the person who originally purchased it for the surprise and just give them a heads up, because maybe the other person's trying to be nice and not let that person know, and then it's going to be all kinds of. Oh my gosh! Because what if 
Oh no! I didn't you think really, about that. you really got yourself in it here. They're really in a pickle. All right, yeah. because yeah, the person who purchased it, they might not be aware that the person who's receiving it mm-hmm. knows about it. So do I mm-hmm. tell the person who purchased <sighs> it that the person knows, or do I just leave it alone? I don't know, man. You've really got to. It's a, it's a situation. It's a real situation oh here. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, I would. I guess. I mean, there's going to be hurt feelings. No I mean, do I what. bring it up or do I just like leave it alone? What, pretend like it didn't happen? I don't think you can pretend like it didn't happen. But I mean, like if I don't address it, then you know, and she's and she doesn't see the Instagram comment that the person liked the painting. Well, does this person listen to the show? I know you haven't identified who it is yet. You know, I know you work on several paintings at a time. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, they're probably thinking about it and like, oh, wait a minute, oh no, did Sarah post? My pa- I know she listens I to the show here and there. I don't know if she'll, she'll listen to this particular episode. Okay. Well, you sure made their weekend great. That's for oh, sure. Oh, man. Yeah. Thanks, Greg. Thanks yeah. for making me feel like Well, crap. thank you. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, you know, it's it's too bad. Anything else? Anything else you want to spoil today that you can? No. Okay. All right. Well, we'll just have to move on. Try to move up. Uh, apologies to anybody out there who's having their surprise room. I'm really sorry. Yeah. You know, I've always wanted to have a surprise birthday party. Yeah. But it's never happened. You've never had a surprise birthday party? I've never had a surprise birthday party. I had one surprise birthday party, but I knew it was a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had a successful surprise party. Really? Somebody Which I don't tried... really like being caught off guard anyway. No, so... you don't seem like that would work well for you. No. Yeah. Mm-mm, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd like it. No, it seems like you get mad instead of happy about it. I like to it. know. I like to know things. Yes, you do. I want to be able to be presentable, like to have people like... You know, be surprised and look like garbage when a whole bunch of people are there. <laughs> Do you think that you're going to be out looking like garbage? Well, sometimes I just don't feel like wearing makeup or I'm wearing something, you know, schlumpy. I don't want to, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to walk into a surprise party. Like, like out that. in sweats or something like that out in public? Mm-hmm. Well, no, I never wear sweats in public. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. Out in your pajamas. No, when I was uh, 17, though, my friend's mom, who I will not identify, um, threw me the best surprise party ever. So it was my 17th birthday. And my best friend at the time, uh, her mom was like one of the the cool moms who would let us like uh, have beers and stuff at the house sometimes, you know, as long as we weren't driving anywhere or doing anything. And, you know, me growing up in a very strict family, that was, of course, never the case. So my friend's mom threw me two parties. So the first one was the the 17-year-old surprise party where there was a cake and soda and candles on the cake and my mom came. And then as soon as my mom left – Party number two started where all the jello shots and beers and everything came out, and we just had a full blown party. But there was the fake party for my mom. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that, pretty, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, I had good. a uh, girlfriend's mom in high school who was who was very uh, she 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 would let that kind of those kind of shenanigans go on. Like she she didn't want you driving anywhere. Yeah, like nobody would but drive. If you were, like yeah. the keys, everyone would have to like if you were going to be drinking, you had to leave yeah. your keys with the mom, and that, then and then you could stay there. Yep, that was the only thing. Mm-hmm. The only thing weird though, is she wanted to party too, so she'd party with us. It was oh yeah, that's kind of strange. Yeah. Very nice lady, very nice lady. But uh, yeah, it was you know it's like well, I mean it's, I guess it's her house, so I mean what are you going to do? You had to you had to kind of go along with it. Can't stop the fun mom from partying. Can't stop fun. Yeah, can't stop fun mom. <laughs> I was just totally reminding myself of Amy. Have you ever seen Mean Girls? Uh, yeah. Amy yeah, yeah. Poehler from Mean Girls. She's like, I'm not a normal mom. Mm-hmm. I'm a cool mom. <laughs> that's what I just remembered. That's kind of, of that's kind of what it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. she she was a cool mom. Oh, well, movies. I, I just watched Mean Girls actually a, a few days ago, and then I just watched another movie last night that I wanted to tell you about because it has kind of been – it's been in the, in the cultural phenomena for the past couple weeks. What? I did indeed. Oh, no. My friend, let me borrow. I know. I thought we were done talking about <laughs> I'm this. I'm sorry. But I have to say it. I have to say it because 
I just have to. I did. My friend loaned me their screener copy of Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, my God. And I watched it yesterday. Wow. I watched the whole thing. I didn't think I was going to be able to make it through the whole thing. You watched Fifty Shades of Grey. I watched Fifty Shades of Grey. There's so many gross jokes I could make right now that I'm not going to make. Yeah. You just watched it at your house by yourself? Yeah, I was working on a painting, (laughs) and I'm like, I might as well just watch. Just a lonely girl drinking wine and watching Fifty Shades of Grey by herself in her studio apartment. I do have to say, it was one of the most inadvertently hilarious movies I've ever seen. Is it like The Room? It's... I don't know. There's nothing quite like The Room. Yeah. The Room is the toppermost of the poppermost. Tommy Wiseau, The Room. You look that up if look you've never up, seen it. Look that up, watch it's it, love it. Hands down, one of the worst movies ever made, mm. if not the worst. But it's funny because of that. Yes. All right, so- Well, no <laughs> no review I could ever give will uh, even hold a candle to Scott Daly's review on Geek in the City, which you should totally find and listen. Yeah, if, if you, you haven't heard that, geekinthecity.com, Scott, Scott Daly had to go see the actual- the, In the theater. Yeah. Which is why I kind of wanted to watch it at home anyway, because I didn't want to see it with a bunch of writhing women in the theater. So anyway, I got the opportunity to watch it. I watched it. Holy God, that's a terrible movie. Is it? But it was entertainingly terrible. It is the acting. Entertaining like your standards, because you like Lifetime Channel. You watch Lifetime movies. It was very, And you find them entertaining. It's very, very stupid. Is it like a Lifetime movie? No, it's dumber than a Lifetime movie. Wow. It was, it had no plot. The, the characters, I don't understand how these people were getting all titillated in the theaters because these people had no chemistry. The yeah. two main people, like the dude's hot, but um, there was absolutely no chemistry whatsoever, none whatsoever. And it was just, it was poorly written. Uh, the only interesting thing was that it was kind of based in Portland and Seattle. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. So are they in Portland, supposedly, during this? So she, her name is... Um, what is it? Aunt Anna. Her, her name is Anna. She lives in Portland. And then she meets the guy, Mr. Gray, uh, Christian Gray. And he owns this uh, this company in Seattle that's just like, it never says what kind of company is. He's like, I run the company. I'm a businessman. I'm a businessman. Okay. At one point, he's talking about internships in his business. And he's like, we have great business internships here at Gray Industries. When I'm doing business, I no. like to do business. Never specifies anything. He's just... For it's the weirdest movie. It was really weird. The dialogue was really weird. Uh, the girl was pretty, but just looked very blank. Anastasia Steele. Anastasia Steele. Yeah. Loki's reminding. Yeah, that does sound like my Mr. Amtrak. Yes, uh, Mr. Amtrak. Mr. Amtrak. But it's, you know, that's of course what I play when I'm out uh, when I'm out gallivanting about, and I go to the balls and things here in town. When I pretend I'm a tycoon <laughs> from uh, you know which heir you, to the Amtrak fortune. Which you're going to one in like a month, which we'll have to talk about as it gets closer. Yes, we got invited true. to the fancy party again. Yeah. Our friend Troy never learns, and he invited us again. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, God one of these times, it's, gonna, it's, it's not going to work it's out for It's not going to stick. Yeah. <laughs> one of these times, we're going to ruin it. But yeah, maybe I should pretend to be Mr. Omtrak at that one. There you go. Larry Omtrak, uh, heir to the Omtrak fortune. You may know the trains. Okay, I do have to say, his Amtrak. I, when I was watching this, like, I, there is a, I would definitely recommend, like, it isn't one of those things where you're going to get... And I'm just going to be honest. You're not going to be like, like uncontrollably turned on. It's not really a turn on no. movie. I'm sorry. It's not. It's not. Uh, I would uh, disagree by based on the reports that I've seen. <laughs> okay. Well, most people aren't. I I cannot see how one woman was evacuating all of her bodily fluids while, while watching this movie. It's true. Gross. I'm just saying it, it wouldn't be uncomfortable to watch with other people. Like if you and your friends were thinking about doing it, but you're like, oh, what if I. You know, what if I'm a little too excited about it? It is not an exciting, it is not a porn. It is not an exciting movie. It is funny. It's 
like the the lines that they say, the fake emotions they emote. Um, you can make a drinking game, by the way, if you do uh, submissive. If you uh, play along with the word submissive or dominant, you will be shit-faced. By, Why, like, do, they, do they say those words a lot or you mean by the scenes? Basically, as Scott Daly was talking about it, they uh, basically what it is is him trying to get uh, – Christian Grey as a dominant and Anastasia Steele, he wants her to be his uh, – what, submissive submissive okay and so basically the whole thing as scott Daly had succinctly put it that um basically the whole time is christian gray trying to get her to sign a contract so that she will let him beat her as his <laughs> submissive wow and in turn he will give to her beat her himself oh yeah beat her with like all kinds of like whips and chains and flogs and everything Ugh. so that sounds the, like a psycho yeah that's the entire movie and uh but they say some like I want you to be my submissive. Do you want me to be your submissive? I want you to be my submissive. That they say that word so many times. <laughs> if you do it with that, and you do it with her trying to sexily bite her lip. Oh, okay. There's another one. You do see some boobs, Greg. Oh, all right, there's all right. Well, there's, there's that. That's... You don't see any of him, which is kind of a bummer. Oh, yeah, none of him. Okay, like, just like his upper torso, and that's about. You know, it. and I I watched the part of the uh, Saturday Night Live where she was on. She was on the. Um, she was like hosting it. That Dakota Johnson is that her name? Yes, yes. Yeah, because she's Melanie Griffith and Don Johnson's daughter, she right? Is. Yeah, watching her on there, it was. There's something about her where, I'm sorry, like all the pieces are there. She's a very attractive woman, but she seems so incredibly dull mm-hmm. that it like takes away from it. Where I'm like, you just, I, I don't know. Like I know you're you're pretty to look at, but I just. I, did, I can't find you and attractive. That's what it was. I just with, can't find her attractive. Like she's just like a blank slate. With the with the sexual scenes, like it just kind of comes out of nowhere, and it's just very clunky and not seductive at all. Like there's nothing seductive. <laughs> I, I I seriously I was like, all right, well maybe this will be interesting. Maybe it'll be you know somewhat exciting. Not at all. It's just clunky. They clearly hate each other. They're both like in just, real life. In real life, like there was no, you know, when you're watching someone on mm-hmm. in a movie, like this is going to be like a weird example, but uh, in Eight Mile, Eminem and Brittany Murphy, oh yeah, when they're getting down and dirty in that warehouse, and it looks yeah. like they are positively just going to town. Supposedly they did. Supposedly I've read they some rumors, did. Yeah. yeah, but that is chemistry. That is something that you can see happening. These two people were just kind of slapping against each other. Like it was, <laughs> and there were a couple whips, and then some like longing glances, and a whole bunch of submissive, and then that was pretty much it. They were just slapping against each they other. They were just slapping against each other. Like okay. it wasn't even like fun slapping. It was like just it was like wooden, like not like oh, ooh will they won't they will they won't they no. It's like they will, and then he and then he beats her with a whip, and that doesn't <laughs> sound. And then at the end, he beats her. Oh, spoiler. At the end, he, oh, gonna ruin something else for everybody. At the end, uh, he beats her with a whip because she tells him to. She goes, "Do your worst to me," and he's like, "Okay." So he bends her over and slaps her with a belt six times, and then she's like, "You don't ever do that to me again. I hate you." And then tears up the contract, and then she leaves, and then that's it. And then that's it, and that's all. And then Wait, that's she, the end of it. And then she doesn't sign the contract because she told him to beat her, and then he did, and then she's mad because he beat her, and then she leaves. Oh, and that was the movie. Okay. Like I didn't Bit understand. Bit of a cliffhanger there, huh? I didn't understand the movie was over, but then I heard music coming. I'm like, is that it? That's that's wow. that's the movie. That's huh. what's happening. This is what's having people lose control of their loins. Ew. It was weird. Ew. All right. Well, there's your description. Of there is, but I am saying uh, I want to watch it again, but I want to watch it with friends. Okay. Because uh, uh, honestly, it looks like a really fun movie to watch with friends because it is, it is just the worst. 
it was the worst, but in a very entertaining way. I do have to say I did watch the entire thing. Okay. And I would watch it again with drinks and friends. So now it seems like you kind of like it in that way. It wasn't it wasn't terrible. Oh yeah, okay. So Vicky in the live chat at funemploymentradio.com slash live, if you're a subscriber of Fun Employment Radio, six ninety nine a month, the first week is free. You get to listen live to all of the fine programming on the network and uh, get to hop into the live chat. Vicky said there's two more movies in the making. There's two more of these things. Oh yeah, it's a trilogy. Good God. That's what's Saying. Yeah, I don't know. I if you can watch it, I I didn't I wouldn't go and watch it in the theater. I'd say wait for it to go. Out I think to come out on like DVD I'm just going to put this out there for future times because I have no idea when the other movie is going to come out. I think a bet on who should have to go see that movie by themselves solo should be in the that works is, for the next one. No, because if you're in public and solo, the, uh, no, you need. It'd a be worse for that. me. It'd be worse for me. You'd be so creepy. I would be very creepy going into that movie by mm. myself. Ooh, yeah, never mind. I, I shouldn't have even said that. I, think I don't want that to bet. be a bet. I think we'll do that. No, mm. never mind. I don't want that out there. I do not want that out there. Well, I do have to say, it was it was worse than I expected, but at the same time, better than I expected. Okay. It made no sense. I love when he was the, he was the keynote speaker at uh, Vancouver WSU. They, so they don't, what? Yeah. So she goes Okay, to, really quick, just th- this is a local reference. It is the most so Washing- random thing. Washington State Washington State University, like the main campus is in Pullman, that's where the big college is. They have like a satellite campus in Vancouver, Washington, which I mean, fine, that's a school, but that's not like a major school where you, where I would think you'd have a a big keynote speaker. I apologies to everybody who's a WSU Vancouver student, but you know, it's not the real it's yeah. not the big school. It's the satellite school that's over on this side of the state. That's where he was being the keynote speaker at WSU Vancouver? Yes. Okay. So they had all – I saw like the cougar emblem and I'm like, what? What is going on? And then it says like Vancouver and then it had the cougar thing. And he was like the keynote interesting, successful businessman. You don't know what his business is, speaker. Okay. It was pretty amazing. All right. And just so you know, there's this point where they're showing her address because she you know, lives in this funky apartment in Portland. And I'm like, hmm, where does she live? And it shows her address. And supposedly Anastasia Steele lives on North Lombard for anybody who lives here in Portland. <laughs> she lives on North Lombard. So there you go. Why is it in Portland? I have no idea. Okay. Why was it set in Vancouver, Washington State University? I have no clue. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, there we go. Thank you, Sarah. And now anytime I know. you're watching a man say... I want to show you my playroom. That is like the least exciting thing ever. I want to show you my playroom. My playroom that's like, play with me. Oh, no. I just think, I just picture that he wants to skin her. That's kind of what I think. Pretty much. I want to show you my playroom. Let me play with you. Yeah, that's what it is. Want to play a game? You always devolve to the screen guy. Yeah, I know. Want to play a game, Sydney? Hello, Sydney. I think I could do that voice roll. I could do that. For a new, if they did a Scream reboot. You'd want to do the voice? Yeah, I can't remember any other lines, though, that he says. Hello, Sydney. He says horrible things like, I'm going to rip your guts out, Sydney. I'm going to rip your guts out, Sydney. Ew, that's pretty good. Stop it. I don't like that. Okay, I'm going to find some more quotes from that. I'm going to see if I can, I want to make this happen. All right, but then you've got to, I would never, ever suggest this on our normal day, but you're probably going to have to find the echo effect so that you can get it a little better. Not right this second, Greg. This is my segment. You stop it. Put your hand down. Hand down. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Gregory, stop I'm right here. screen I'm, I'm up here. I'm just looking up some things for, for well, in the future. Well, that's not... Right now, it's my time. It's my time over here. This is the last person you're ever going to see alive. 
I need to hear it some more so I can get it right. Okay. First up, since it makes a gentle transition from what we were just talking to uh, about to this, and further proving British are obsessed with Fifty Shades oh of Grey. Oh my God, when do we get to stop talking about it's Fifty Shades of Grey? It's almost done. It's Jesus. almost done. I just thought this was funny about how much it's infiltrated British culture. All right, so thousands of British students mark World Book Day, which happens yesterday. I guess it's a big, um, like a big dress-up holiday uh-huh. in London uh, by going to school. In costume, dressed as their favorite fictional character. <laughs> However, one 11-year-old found himself in trouble when he decided to dress as Christian Grey, the S&M-loving billionaire hero of the erotic thriller Fifty Shades of Grey. What is his mother teaching him that he knows this? How old was this kid? Eleven. Eleven. Uh, teachers at school in a northwest England town sent Liam Scholes home Thursday afternoon after deeming his suit which he accessorized with cable ties and an eye mask, unacceptable. The school said Friday that the decision, quote, reflects the school's high standards of terms of student behavior, welfare, and safeguarding. It said that if Liam uh, returned, once he had modified his costume, everything would be okay. Now, Liam's mother, Nicola Scholes, who I'm sure owns the entire trilogy and has seen the movie 37 times in the theater, might be... I'm not saying that Nicola Scholes... Was the woman who evacuated all of her bodily fluids all over everything Ew, while watching stop it in London? Quoting it like that. That's what it said. I'm not saying it was her, but I'm saying the woman was identified, so I'm saying it might be her. Okay. So a woman who might or might not have been the evacuating woman, Nicola Scholes, uh, defended the costume, say that children knew who Christian Grey was from media coverage. She said that her son proudly walked into school yesterday and every child knew who he was. Ew. Want to see my playroom? I'm just saying, I think it's bigger over in, in Britain than it is. It, it is. It does seem to be that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next up, I know the economy's hard, and people are looking for jobs here and there. Do preach, Sarah. Thank you, Greg. Let's talk about the economy. Let's talk about money. Well, out of Seattle, Washington, I know we have some listeners in Seattle, or if anyone's looking to relocate, this might be the job for you. Okay. All right, there's a job in Seattle... That pays nearly $100,000 a year. And okay. the only thing that you have to do, your only responsibility, is find easily acceptable rest or accessible restrooms for Seattle area bus drivers. That's what, what you need to do. Wait, wait, one, wait, 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 wait. I know. That, now I'm interested. Okay, tell me more. I know you Explain would Explain this. Uh, let's see. King County Metro Transit is looking to hire somebody for $100,000 a year. And that person's primary responsibility would be to find easily accessible restrooms for Seattle area bus drivers. So when people are driving around Seattle, it's your job to map out the restrooms that bus drivers could quickly get in and out of. Okay. Restroom. I could do that. A hundred thousand dollars. Yes, please. Yeah, so King County Metro Transit is looking to hire, quote, a comfort station coordinator, which comes with an annual annual salary at almost $100,000. Metro Transit spokesperson Jeff Switzer uh, said that the agency has a legal obligation to find access to bathrooms for more than the 2,600 drivers who keep the Seattle community moving along. Wow. Yeah, so the State Department of Labor and Industries cited Metro Transit last November after an audit found drivers were not provided unrestricted access to restrooms. So that's why they ended up making this incredibly well-paid job. Seriously, a hundred grand? So you just ride along and then you can figure out, yeah, where these people can go. Like walk into a restaurant and be like, hey, you care for the bus driver? Exactly. Pops in here? Like get, get the clearance for the bus drivers to like go in. I'm in. 
I mean, because you did door-to-door selling. Oh, yeah. Anyway, like, you're not uncomfortable approaching people. No, I mean, this isn't that bad. Like, who's going to say, like, no, that bus driver can't come in here? Mm-hmm. Well, get this. The reason why they did this was because uh, drivers weren't uh, provided unrestricted access to restrooms. And it was so bad to the point that some of the bus drivers were even wearing diapers. Wow. Okay, that sucks. Yeah. I, you know, I, did, I didn't really think about that. If you, Yeah, if you're on the bus for, like, huh. eight hours at a time... You're yeah, gonna, I mean, we're in here for eight hours, and we, you have to you have to pee a couple times. That's fair enough. Yeah, that's yeah. Fair enough. Bus drivers I mean, you're drinking go coffee too. to try and stay alert, getting yeah. some fluids. Yeah, huh? Yeah. So I'm letting you know this just came out today. So if you are looking for a job in the Seattle area, uh, you might want to apply to be a comfort station coordinator with King County Metro. A hundred grand a year. A hundred grand. Do they need that in Portland? I don't know. You should see. Boy, that'd be fun. Okay. Well, I, fun may not be the right word, but 100 grand would be cool. Oh, I think the, it's great. I'd actually have a good a time. Good, it's a you good just cause. ride around the bus all day and be like, hey, you care if a bus driver comes in here and pees? I don't think you ride around on the bus all day. I think you're supposed to map them out, get clearance from certain places, and then probably make like a map of places that people Sweet. can stop. Sweet. I could totally do that. Well, there you go. You, sh- you should move to Seattle okay. and be a toilet coordinator. All right. All right. So I'm going to be that and the voice of the new Scream series. Okay. <laughs> So many new jobs. Yeah, look at me. <laughs> look at me. Oh, Japan, how I love thee. Just when you think they can't get any weirder, they come up with new inventions. And this one is about a pillow. Okay. Japanese inventor Kochi Uchimura. What was that name again? Kochi Uchimura. Okay. No. Has invented the world's first talking pillow. That verbally responds to user's touch. That says extremely creepy things, I'm going to imagine. Oh, well, I don't know why it would be creepy, because it's a pillow that features the face and torso of a blonde female anime character. It's called Itasupo. That's the name of the talking pillow. So it's the face and torso of a blonde female anime character uh, on the outside of the pillow, and two sensors placed in pouches... Located beneath the breast area and the crotch area oh. of the pillow. So this is just a sex doll. Uh, no, it's a pillow that talks, Greg. Get your mind out of the gutter. I'm sorry. God, why do you have to make everything so dirty? Oh. It's just a special friend. That's gross. Uh, so what happens? <laughs> All right, so the pillow's called Itasupo. What you need to do uh, is when you have this pillow, if you massage the pillow's cartoon breasts, <laughs> it will coo in delight Ew. and will Ew. say things to you such as, what if I start loving you even more than I already do? <laughs> <laughs> okay, and this is when things get even more creepy. So rub its breasts, it says, what if I start loving you even more than I already do? Get too grabby with your pillow, however, and it says, hey, that hurts, or don't touch me there. <laughs> Wait a minute, so you... <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to be honest, if you do have a sex pillow, that's what you're into, but then the sex pillow is denying you? You get denied by your own sex pillow. Huh. It doesn't say how many things it does say. Uh, those are the two examples that they give. I will say this. If you've never seen this um, this report, I suggest going to watch it because it's very it's very interesting. Uh, on Vice Travel, so vice.com, go to the travel section. You probably have to Google it uh, within their videos. But they did a series where they went to Japan 
and went to these basically, I guess, like, like sex clubs, but there's there's no actual people. You What you do is you rent a room. So it's like you rent it by like the hour, and it's a little room set up with a little bed and anime dolls, like dolls that look like anime characters, and you engage in things with so they the, have crevices? They have, yes, places, and it's... It's sex dolls that look like anime cartoons, and there's like cartoons playing in the background in these rooms. And one of the guys from Vice went there and did that. It's so disturbing, but at the same time, I'm, I'm. Well, I mean, what, what? blow up dolls have been, you know, a joke and something that's existed for years and years. They're just kind of taking it to the next level. Yeah, I realized, but when I trailed off there, I said I'm into it. I did. That's not what I meant. <laughs> what I meant was the video is very. I mean, Explain, the video is very Greg. entertaining. The video is very entertaining because it's so. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. Now well, I said too much. Now you I'm have. It it's like you're over talking about. I, uh, yeah. Um, so uh, Uchimura is currently raising money to market the Itasupo uh, through a crowdfunding campaign. People will be able to purchase their own pillows for 167 American dollars. So this will be on the market as soon as the crowdfunding is done. Wow. And finally, the story reminded me of you, Greg, from stories you've told me from your travels abroad. Okay. Residents of Hamburg, Germany, and uh, most specifically in their nightclub district, are getting back at late-night revelers who find it fun to urinate on public buildings. Wait a minute. Okay, now you're saying I find it fun. No. All right, when... I got in a little bit of trouble when I was in Italy, time I was in Rome, and I went on one of the bar crawl tours where you go out with like other tourists and take you on a, it was like a haunted tour, and then you go to bars, and basically you just drink all night. And I got to this one point where we had walked around all night, and I didn't know where I was at that point. I was, well, I was confused, because I'd never been to Rome before, and I was walking out with this, like, somebody I met on the tour, I was like, well, I really got to go to the bathroom. I don't know where another bar is or where to even find a bathroom. But there's an alleyway right here, so I'll just go pee back there. And I was peeing and apparently on a building. And I turned around, and there were a couple of police officers, Carabinieri, right there behind me in their car. And they turned on the lights, and they get out, and they're like, no, 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 Estorio, Estorio. Because apparently I was peeing on a really old building that was a historical monument, and then he asked for my passport. I love how you say that like it's a, a really historical building landmark. And I had, I had peed on the side of it. I didn't know that's what I was doing at the time. I was just like, oh, I gotta go. Well, you better be careful next time you're in a foreign country and try to urinate on buildings, because, Greg, there's been a new invention that's been created that is stopping people like you from urinating on buildings. Okay. And yes, it is a new high-tech paint that has been invented that sends your urine spraying right back out at you. <laughs> so Where is this that big of a problem that they have to in invent Germany. this paint? So it's in there. It's in Hamburg's uh, St. Pauli's nightclub district, which I guess is their big nightclub district okay. where people are peeing all over the place. All right. So a local Maybe they just need to invest in some porta potties or Well, a local interest group has applied the special water repellent paint uh, on two especially frequented buildings in the remote and the renowned <laughs> nightclub district that people are consistently urinating on. So the paint job sends a direct message back to perpetrators that their wild <laughs> urinating on the walls is not welcome. That's actually pretty funny. The paint protects the buildings and the residents, and most importantly, it sends a signal that this behavior will not carry on. So <laughs> on the first day alone, 
uh, a YouTube video that they posted of this, which you can see, it's re- it's pretty funny. Um, drew almost two hundred thousand views on the first day alone, and it's shown uh, putting up signs that say, "Do not pee here, we pee back." <laughs> and then people pee on it anyway. And yes. Then, oh, that's kind of funny. So people have peed on it, and in turn, just coats them in their own pee. <laughs> so it's this. Uh, it's called hydrophobe paint. It's a bit expensive, which is why they've only done it in two of the buildings so far. Uh, the cost is about 500 euros to paint um, a 65-square-foot wall. But it's worth the effort, and it's already stopping people from urinating on the walls. <laughs> uh, he said if you compare the work involved for daily cleaning of the mess and the awful smell as well as the cor- uh, collateral damage involved, it's definitely been well worth it. It's protecting the wall, and things are less smelly. So there we go. Pee-protected walls. That's pretty funny. That's pretty amazing. We do live in the future. Yes. All right, that, my friends, is your world of crazy. All right, we'll be careful next time. It was one time. You never know if they'll pee back, Greg. Well, I didn't go to jail. I'll say that. That's the that's the good you thing about You didn't that. go to jail. I did not go to okay, jail. Okay, you did not The go Australian to jail. guy I was hanging out with, though, he was ready to throw me under the bus. He was like, he did it. He did it. He just pointed at you? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, it was obvious. It was already that I did it. But, yeah, he was trying to back out of there. He did not want to be involved. Like, so and we had been pals earlier that night walking around. I, don't know. I mean, it was but fun. It was fun night. Fan, oh, shit hit the fan. Oh, shit hit the fan. He was not there to back Mm-mm. me up. Guy I had known for two hours. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Now, oh, Shock is saying in the chat that uh, he would have in- invented electrified paint. <laughs> that would teach a very, very quick and bad lesson. <laughs> Yeah, always know. See, I needed somebody to tell me where the bathrooms were in exactly. Italy. That's, that's that's why this could be a valuable job for me. Sure. If I move up there. You could probably do that. I probably could. You could make a lot of money, too. Yes, indeed. All right. So, um, I can do a little bit of ball talk. I've got a little bit of ball talk. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk Balls. Balls. All right, first up in ball talk. This kind of sucks, but I got to get it out there. So Portland Trailblazers shooting guard Wesley Matthews uh, suffered a season-ending injury last night. Uh, yeah, it sucks. Torn Achilles heel. Is there, or torn Achilles tendon. I guess uh, I should double-check exactly what it is. It's bad. Whatever it is, it's bad. It's enough to keep him out. It's enough that season. he's out for, on average, this kind of injury takes somebody out for about eight months. Which is a long time. Um, on top of that, you know, he's the starting shooting guard. He's a really great guy. He, re- you know, he's a good guy and very yeah, hard worker. And we've interviewed him a couple times, and he's just the nicest dude. Yeah, he's funny. He he actually he he's flipped us shit before when we were working for the Trailblazers, like in a fun way. He, he's a cool dude. So uh, that happened last night while he was on the court. Popped. He's out. And with that. Uh, you know, it's also his contract year. He's going into the summer being a free agent. And so that means he was battling for a contract, and now he can't do that. So Wesley Matthews out for the rest of the season. It's official. Uh, luckily, the Blazers did acquire uh, in a trade Aaron Aflalo right before the trade deadline. So that's a very important trade right now. So I'm presuming that Aaron Aflalo will be the new starting starting. Uh, shooting guard for the Portland Trailblazers. We'll see what happens. Well, anyway, there's a backup guard, but I feel so bad. For sorry oh, for I Wesley. Know, not, oh, sorry for Wesley. That that does suck. All right, moving on, though. Just so that's out there. Moving on. In ball talk, a couple of other things. Uh, Peyton Manning has announced he will be coming back to play another season. He is going to be 39 years old, playing one more season for the Denver Broncos. He even took a pay cut of $4 million, so he's only earning... 
about fifteen million dollars this year. Oh God! So, what a piddly amount. Barely scraping by. Jeez, how does he live? Barely scraping by, but he is going to do that, and he did sacrifice four million so the team could could uh, sign somebody else. Um, also in ball talk. Oh, by the way, I'm going to make a prediction at the end of this. I think. Sure. I just decided that. Okay. I'm going to make a prediction at the end of this. Um, the major league major league soccer did come to an agreement with their their uh, their players union owners collective bargaining disagreement they had going on about pay whether or not they were going to go on oh, strike. Oh yeah, I remember they you came saying to an what agreement. Deal is, so it won't be canceled. They won't be canceled. They came to an agreement. It's a five year deal that's going to last through 2019. So if, had they gone on strike, it could have completely tanked that league. All right. So for at least the next four seasons are safe. No, it's a f- or five. Yeah, it says it's a five-year deal running through the 2019 season. Okay, because I guess it's just getting ready yeah, to start, Yeah, season hasn't started this yeah. year yet. Okay. Yeah. So ostensibly to the 2020 season. That's when they would have to have a new deal in place. So Major League Soccer saving the day. Uh, here's something kind of cool. So this I'm just going to say, and if, if you're a fan of NBA basketball or this guy, you can go watch the videos. They're very cool videos. Uh, Craig Sager is a very, very well, well-known um sideline reporter for for the NBA. He's well known a lot for his reporting is a very good reporter but also for his really crazy eccentric suits he wears. Oh, is he the guy that wears like the plaid suits and like plaid the suits pink and, and bright yeah, yeah, bright crazy colors. It's just his deal. And once you once you follow him and get to know watch the game with him, it's like, "Oh, yeah, that's that's just Craig Sager. That's just what he does." Very good reporter and he has been out for the last year because he was diagnosed with leukemia in April of last oh. year. So kind of sucked i remember when that happened and now though he has fought it back he's fought through it i guess he's i believe he's cancer free now and just came back for the first time to report on a game and there's been all kinds of like tributes from the nba and just players and other reporters and coaches and stuff just because they all like craig Sager. well and that's so cool to see he's a fun guy fight through it and mm-hmm. come out on the other side instead of like this you know yeah the sad aspect of it where they could all be paying him tribute for another reason. Right, and that's that's yeah. why I wanted to bring it up. Like, it, it was a cool story just because he fought back through it and made it, and now he's back reporting on the NBA. And, you know, and he's not making a big deal about it, but everybody else is making a big deal because it's it's cool. Craig Sager's a cool guy, and it's it's cool to see all the other, all the players and coaches, you know, doing all these montage videos, welcoming him back, and then, you know, giving him some crap about his suits and stuff like that. So, good, good for Craig Sager. Cool. All right, finally in ball talk. We're going to do this. This is a sport that I don't even know how it works, but I think I've studied the statistics enough that I feel like I can um, I can accurately make a prediction on something. And this is this is, will affect worldwide things, Sarah. All right. I'm going beyond the U.S. sports. Whoa, you're like broadening the scope. Well. I'm broadening it a lot. Like, this is a big deal. It's a big deal what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do right now, Sarah. All right. I'm, I'm ready. I'm waiting for it. I am going to make a prediction. On the Cricket World Cup, which is happening right now, the Cricket World Cup taking place. Is that the one with the paddles? That is with the paddles. Okay. A lot of teams, a lot of countries competing in this. Big deal outside of the United States. Uh, I would say outside of North America, cricket is one of the world's most popular sports. Is this one, are they on horses? <laughs> no. No, okay. they're not on horses. Not on horses. You're thinking of polo, I believe is what you're, what right. you're thinking of there. But that's what the nets. Uh, I get kind of. Okay, I'm so, I don't mean to net. confuse you. All right, no, cricket. I don't even think cricket they have nets. Paddles, yes. No, they hit the ball on the ground in, in polo. Okay. No, cricket is where you. It's kind of like base. Baseball is the closest analogy I can make. It's where you have paddles and yeah, you hit a ball and 
person's trying to throw at them, and then I guess they're trying to knock off like pins behind them. It's like bowling mixed with baseball mixed with, uh, I don't know. Regardless, I know who's going to win because I studied it enough. Oh, you're a big cricket study now. This is my prediction on who will win the Cricket World Cup. Now you got a few teams in it. You got Pakistan, South Africa, you know, they're right up there. Australia's very good. Sri Lanka, New Zealand. That's where it's taking place is in New Zealand, I think. England, of course, you know, very good. They're, I believe they invented cricket, we'll say. Oh, wow. However, Sarah, there's only one team that's going to come out on top. A lot of people want the home team to win. They want those Kiwis to get the championship on their home turf. But unfortunately, that's not going to happen because India will be your Cricket World Cup champions. Yes, Sarah, India, Cricket World Cup champions. I was really nervous about who you were going to pick, so I'm really, that's a solid guess. It was a big, it took a lot of time analyzing the the, uh, statistics on this. You know, I mean, a lot of people were worried about it. They didn't know exactly what would happen. Sure. I do want to just play something, I think, in honor of this. Okay. So that now we all have a reason to watch the Cricket World Cup to see, you know, my prediction come 100% true. So why don't I go ahead and just uh, pull something up here, Sarah? This is all right. I'm pretty excited. It's it's a pretty you're, big deal. You're making a bitty, uh, pretty bold statement here. I'm making a bold statement. Uh, people are asking. So Ranky is asking. Uh, you're not picking Australia. Nope, not Australia. I know a lot of people wanted Australia to go. A lot of people, you know, think New Zealand could do it. But no, Sarah. It is going to be India, and this is India's official rap song for the 2015 World Cricket World Cup by Raptik. Or Raptique. Yeah, there's a good point being brought up. What are you going to do if they lose? You're declaring yourself to know. Why do I have to do anything? This doesn't really sound like a rap. It it doesn't. It's listed as... Well, this was posted by Raptique himself. Maybe rap means something different. He's talking about India right there. I understood that part. Whoa, whoa. He's saying India? That's crazy. Sounds so different. All right, Greg. Yeah, so there it is. That's Raptik. The official 2015 Cricket World Cup song. I don't know if that's official or if that's just what he said it is, but nonetheless. We should start doing that, saying we're officially the world's greatest podcast. Yeah, we sure. Yeah, we could. We could be our own officials. Who's going to, who, yeah. What are, we're Who's not going to dispute it. that isn't true. Yeah. We're official. Oregon Entertainer of the Year. <laughs> All right, there we go. Oh, Rick. India will win the Cricket World Cup. That concludes this edition of Baltar. You just had to sneak a song in there at the mm-hmm. last minute. I had you? to. It was it was unplanned, but I figured it was it was important. It was important to slide in there. Was it? Yep, just slid it right in there. Ew. Right in at the end. All right. Uh, I do want to give a shout out. I shouldn't have said shout out. That was like going back to the jam days. That so douchey. I give a shout out to Brittany. It's her birthday out in Beaverton this weekend. She's going to be having a great time. Jamming 107. It comes right. so naturally still. Yeah, well... I did it for a while. Uh, next adventure. Fine sponsor of Fun Employment Radio. 
I want to remind everybody this weekend, you know, it's getting to be nice weather out there. It's time to maybe gear up for some camping or maybe you want to pick up some some ski gear since it's on sale right now, since the mountains didn't get a whole lot of snow. There's all kinds of stuff you can pick up. And if you're going to get anything for outdoor activities, go to Next Adventure here in Portland or nextadventure.net online because they are a sponsor of us. They help us keep this show going. You know, we, we really, really appreciate them and we appreciate you guys. And we've talked about this before. Like we don't take sponsors on that we don't believe in. Mm-hmm. We've had opportunities from other places. If it's not a product we believe in or it's not a place or people that we uh, agree with or how they operate, then we, we back off of it. But next adventure. Next, next adventure, adventure, locally grown, locally owned. We know the people. We know that like the, the people who work there, the people who own it, the people who go there. It's an amazing store for anything that you'd like. Greg likes to go for water filters and backpacks. Uh, I got a I very like, good water filter. There. I like to go for dresses and purses <laughs> and sunglasses. Yeah. Because they have a little bit of everything. So. They, they are really, really fantastic and, and great people. So you're supporting a local business, whether it's whether you're here or not, because you can buy online, but you support somebody that supports us. And, and you're doing yourself a favor because they honestly, they have. I've shopped there for years before they came on board. Yeah. So next adventure on the corner of Stark and Grand, nextadventure.net. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, all right, should I? Oh, I forgot to play something. Oh, I posted it on our Facebook page, and I totally just forgot about it until now. Do you know what I'm talking no, about? Yeah, and I do. I mean, I think why? That what about it's something, it? Well, because there's audio, and I think we need to play it. So let me tell you this. <laughs> So, of course, we've talked about Greg Nibbler, uh, the thespian that he is. Greg likes to – he does some acting from yeah, time well, to see, time. Yeah, well, see, now it makes it sound like I do stage stuff, and I, I don't. I no, don't do you that. don't. Yeah, so Greg is not a stage, a, a theatrical actor. No. But he does uh, He does act for commercials and yeah, such. Yeah, and television, of, things like that. Television and all kinds of things. I said to film you doing a uh, audition for a TV spot a couple days ago. Yes. Yes. So uh, – there's that, but one of them actually came out, and it's on YouTube, and I ended up posting it on our Fun Employment Radio Facebook page. Oh, yeah. This is yeah, this is one of the commercials I filmed a little while so ago. So I think right? it would be kind of fun, and we'll post it, of course, along with this episode so you can actually see Greg's face in it. But I think it would be kind of fun to play the audio of your commercial <laughs> on here. Well, I, you play have a, to get... I play kind of a kooky guy in this. It's, it was a big stretch. Yeah. Big, big, stretch. big stretch to play a kooky guy. And you do have to do a lot of – let me tell you. So I heard Greg when he was auditioning for this and he got it. But he had to audition for this by recording in the studio here. And yeah. so I was eavesdropping on him and it sounded so ridiculous when he was auditioning for it. But sure oh, yeah. shit, it was great and he got it. I did. I did. So what this is, it's an ad for candy. It's some kind of like um, – like good for you, like sugar free candy. Yeah, or I mean, something. I was hired by a child to do Harder Creative. They they're the ones that hire me, and they are very cool, very very awesome awesome group there. And uh, and yeah, there was a commercial for ice chips candy. So I mean, that's that's what it is. It's a it's a candy. I guess it's it's two older ladies who won. Um, who I don't know if they won, but they were on Shark Tank, mm-hmm. so they were actually on that show. And and then now they've got their their candy. So they they call themselves. Like two grannies, I think is what they okay, call so what this they, commercial, they, they actually are. So what this commercial is. I feel is weird that, explaining this I now. know. You're getting all flustered. So what <clears> it <throat> is, it's actually, um, it's Greg and another guy at the beginning. You'll hear Greg talking. He's like the overexcited, um, like he's next to the guy in the cubicle who starts the show. I'm basically the crazy guy in the office. He's the crazy guy in the office that's obsessed with the Titanic. Yes. And so basically you'll hear after um, the initial talking, you'll hear Greg making a bunch of like weird noises and stuff because he's actually narrating a cartoon that's going along with the commercial. I kind of want to play it. Even just getting your noises out of context, it's going to be funny. 
All right. So I really think that we should. Okay. And plus, this is great. This is a really big deal. <laughs> this is pretty cool. All right. So here you go. This is Greg with the Titanic. Hey, anyone ever wonder how ice chips are made? Well, I've got my theory. You ever heard of the Titanic? You mean that Titanic? And that Titanic? Yes, that Titanic. Two grannies were sailing to America in search of the perfect candy. When all of a sudden, iceberg ahead! The grannies instantly got an idea. They knew just where they would find the perfect refreshing treat. Crash with the ship and zoom with those chunks of ice right into the grannies' hands. And they were off, their lifeboat filled with a healthy, delicious candy. I'll never let go. Here, try an ice chip. Mmm. <laughs> That, my friend, is how ice chips were made. Have you ever read a book about the Titanic? Have you ever done a puzzle about the Titanic? I'm alive! Oh, that makes me so happy. <laughs> so when you hear the logo, when he's like, I'll never let go, and it's like, have an ice chip. That's actually Jack and Rose from the Titanic floating <laughs> when she's floating. The animation the was, was really good. The animation's really funny. Yeah, I, I mean, because obviously when I... Filmed it. I, did, I didn't know what the animation would look like. I knew that was that part was animated, but mm-hmm. it, they did a really good job. And at the end, with I'm still alive. It's Leonardo DiCaprio flying through the background. Going, yeah. I'm still alive. <laughs> Greg, I'm very proud of you. That is really Thank awesome. Thank you. Thank you to Harder Creative for hiring me for that. Oh boy. Yes, indeed. <laughs> wow. Are you all embarrassed? Yeah, it's weird. Uh, yeah, yeah, I feel weird. Oh, no. don't be embarrassed. Yes. Well, there it is. So we'll. Uh, it was embarrassing is that my stomach is growling so that, that was I wasn't that? sure if that was yours or mine to that be honest. That was mine, honestly. Okay. I kinda right. forgot to eat today. Yeah, uh, well that happens. Well, um thank you everybody for who's listening live. Yeah, we did go earlier today. My fault because I have to get out of here to go do some things. But one of his many jobs. Yeah. Greg yeah. performs many jobs. Yes. Man, wait, what are you what are you implying about? I thought I was gonna get to use these too. No, sorry. I- Wanna play a game, Sydney? Too much? That's too much. You're Hello, too- Sydney. You're too much. Oh, all right. Well, I'll practice that. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. You guys are fantastic. We appreciate it so much. Also, you know, if you are going to any of our sponsors, um, anybody who, you know, helps us keep this show going, um, please let us know. Shoot us an email. Like yep. if you go by next adventure this weekend, shoot us an email. Let you know that you, let us know that you stopped by because then they like to hear about it. Then and we can send it to them, and then everyone's happy. Everybody's and we appreciate happy. You and yeah. we appreciate them. Yes, and we appreciate we everyone. So thank you so much. And don't forget tomorrow, Big Ass Sandwiches opens in their new location. Yes, Fifty Second and Southeast Foster. It's called uh, Carts on Foster. They'll be open. I think probably uh, I don't know, like afternoon, lunchtime, lunchtime. Yeah, so go we're down there be and stopping by. Go yeah. down there. Hang out, support a local business, have a beer. The new location is really cool. It's perfect. So Big Ass Sandwiches, of course, our friends, you know, Brian and Lisa Wood. And at 52nd and Foster here in town, BigAssSandwiches.com. Which, Go by the way, if you're not familiar with the area, like basically any bus line goes right there. Yeah, so, it's really easy yeah. to get to it. Really yeah, so easy 52nd to get and Foster, uh, BigAssSandwiches.com. Awesome. Yeah. Right on. And also tomorrow on the Foot Employment Radio Network mm-hmm. at around 10.30 a.m. will be Chronicles of the Nerds. Chronicles of the Nerds. Followed up by Rip City Bad Boys. Nice. Right here on the Fun Employment Radio Network. Yay. Awesome. Yes, indeed. Whew. It's been a week. It sure has, Greg. 
It's been a good one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you, Sarah. Oh, thank you, Greg. Yeah. Any, anything else you want to ruin? Any surprises? No. Before we will get you off? stop? I had already forgotten about that. God damn it. <laughs> That's why I had to bring it back. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that. All right. Oh, you guys man. are fantastic. Thank you so much for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. Subscribe on iTunes. Share the show. Do all of those things. And we'll be back on Monday with more Fun Employment Radio. Com. Bye, guys. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.